0: This episode of A Sassy Little Podcast for Getting Over It is proudly sponsored by Rooted Planning Group, a woman-owned and managed business. Think financial planning is out of your reach? Think again. Whether you've just graduated college or about to walk down the aisle, looking to buy your first home, or need help getting out of debt, Rooted Planning Group is ready to help you achieve your goals. Visit RootedPG.com and get started on a brighter financial future. welcome to a sassy little podcast for Getting Over It. I'm your host, Sandra Ann Miller. Today we're talking about getting the F over perpetual lateness. Because is it really that hard to be on time, at least most of the time? Our guest is a freelance writer, certified health coach, and author who's currently serving as head of editorial for Obey Fitness. She helped herself get over being tardy for more than just the party by reading Never Be Late Again, Seven Cures for the Punctually Challenged by Diana Delonzor. She's here to talk about how the struggle to be on time is real, but you can overcome it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Locke Hughes.
1: Hi, Sandra. Thank you so much for having me. very excited Absolutely. to be here and chat with you.
0: Well, thank you so much. A few episodes ago, we covered pet peeves, and one of my top pet peeves <laughs> is perpetual lateness. And it's not just <laughs> being late, because you're in New York, I'm in Los Angeles, getting across town, getting anywhere in our cities is um, a challenge at Mm -hmm. best. So that's factored Mm -hmm. in. But for me, it's always like, how can you not let me know you're running late? Don't call Mm -hmm. me when you're supposed to be there to say you're going to be late. Let me know when you (laughs) know you're going to be late, because then I don't have to speed through that yellow light. I don't have to 100%. rush, rush, rush. I can just calm down, make a couple phone calls, scroll through the Instagram, you know, do whatever. But it's, it's so for me, it's that kind of irritation of the courtesy Definitely. call, I guess, would be what I'm yeah. saying. Right. Well, you know, perfect example. I
1: was running late because of, you know, the city. I was running from one appointment to the next and I... You know, manage to text you a few minutes ahead of time, but you know, very ironic that I was a few minutes late to an interview (laughs) about being late. But it's sort of a perfect jumping off point, right?
0: Exactly. But just for full (laughs) disclosure, she was a whopping four minutes late, which to me is basically on time. So no worries about that at all.
1: (laughs) Oh, well thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was um you know, and and looking back at the article that I had written a few years back that you originally found me through. um, Mm -hmm. It's that there's a term for it. And it's called this term, like the planning fallacy, where you think that you're going to have more time than you actually do to either get somewhere or to get a bunch of errands done. Mm -hmm. And I had like a hair appointment. And then I also had to pick something up. And then I had to pick up lunch before I got home for this. And I figured I could get it all in. But I, you know, I planned, I didn't plan perfectly enough time and yeah but you know four minutes late it's not that big of a deal but I think we all fall victim to that yeah we all fall victim to that idea of like well I got to do this and oh then I'm walking right by the dry cleaners and oh then I can grab lunch and it's like do you really have all of those things all the time to do all of those things Um, it's a form
0: of optimism yes
1: Oh, okay I love that I, I can do this one more thing. It that way. <laughs> yeah.
0: And yeah. I think we're all guilty of that especially because we're so busy. So if you are running an errand and you are right by the dry cleaners, why wouldn't you go in? And yes, yeah. if that eats up 4 minutes of your time, I totally understand it, completely respect it. You need to get it done. It's a Friday. This is how, yeah. you know, the pre-weekend works. So it's mm-hmm. all of that's very understandable and human. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to me it's it's A little bit more of those who are chronic about it where Mm -hmm. there's a point where the other parties start feeling disrespected Mm -hmm. or irritated just because it's like you know this is important it's a meeting or we have reservations they're not going to seat us till we're all there like all of those things and if it's all of the time then it can't just be like I needed to pick up the dry cleaning, or I needed, right. You know, or I ran into a problem on the road, or I couldn't find parking. It, it some of that needs to be factored in, especially, in my opinion, if you've oh, been yeah. chronic about it.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely a psychological thing that people get themselves into that mindset of always being, always being late. Um, and you know, I think it, it, there's also a psychological point of you're going to be on time for things that you're really looking forward to. And, you know, like if it's like a really important job interview, you're not going to be, yeah, exactly. You're not going to be five minutes late. So everybody's capable, I believe, of being punctual. But it's just a matter of importance, I think, for a lot of certain, a lot of things.
0: Prioritizing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're probably planning your outfit either the day before an important event or certainly Mm -hmm. while you're in the shower. So it's not like a last minute, what do I want to wear? It's making certain things are priority so you aren't mm-hmm. caught in those little things where this is what makes me late. Being indecisive yeah. makes me late. You know, yeah. stopping at Starbucks is going to make you late.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, the indecisiveness is, is definitely something that is an easy tip, I think, for people who are fighting themselves being late all the time. Like I have this one friend and she changes her outfits 50 million times, but I do, <laughs> I mean, I have to give it to her, at least she recognizes that and she builds in time. Whereas I'm more of the person that I'm like thinking about what I'm going to wear while I'm in the shower. And then I sort of
0: just throw it on.
1: But, you know, if if you know you're going to be that person cycling through a bunch of different outfits, build that in. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: And so I want to give a little disclosure. Unfortunately, the author of the book, Never Be Late Again, Diana DeLonzor, passed away in 2014 due to complications of lupus. And with that, we wanted to honor her and her book, which is very well regarded, super well written and researched. It's something that I think we both highly recommend. Not only if you are the tardy party, she has a section in the book, for those of us who understand how time works, to cope a little bit better with those who are a little bit more time challenged. So it's just want to give a shout out to Diana and kind regards to her loved ones.
1: Definitely lots, a lot of great advice in there.
0: Yes. Yes. And she breaks it down with seven types of late folks. There's the rationalizer who thinks that they aren't that late and everybody else is just overreacting and needs to calm down. There's the producer Someone who is busy or just trying to get one more thing done. And I think you and I are both a little bit in that category.
1: I think so. I think so. It's that that false, maybe false productivity. (laughs) Trying to be super productive. (laughs) The the optimism.
0: And then there's the deadliner who needs the excitement Mm. of rushing. They need that clock ticking Mm. to really get motivated. The indulger who needs more self-discipline or who has less self-control. The rebel, who is in control and basically flipping off any schedule. It's just like, fuck it, I'm in charge. And the absent-minded professor, who has probably a form of ADD. And finally, the evader, who can have either low self-esteem or anxiety or depression or a mix all Mm. into that. And so they would rather avoid or evade the mm. the appointment. So that's how mm-hmm. Diana breaks it down. And I think we can all probably recognize those people in our world and kind of have a little bit of understanding and compassion when you run into their chronic lateness.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, I think a lot of people are also probably a mix of two of those, two or three. At least, even. at
0: mm-hmm. least. And I think, you know, you're a writer, so, and so am I. Writer's time warp is real
1: Mm.
0: because I can say, okay, I've got 15 minutes before I need to get up and get going. I'm just going to finish this paragraph. And I look up, (laughs) and it's been 40 minutes because I've written (laughs) a little bit more than that paragraph. And there's that holy shit moment. So learning what your um, pitfalls are is also a good thing. I, I have to set timers. I have to definitely have a kettle with a uh, whistle on it because I ruined a really Mm. good Japanese kettle by uh, (laughs) boiling water to make some tea and going into the writing zone and uh, hearing a rattle in my kitchen walking in there. It was very steamy. And yeah, just like almost a full kettle of water um, completely boiled (laughs) down to nothing. It was, yeah. So Oh my gosh definitely need whistles that's crazy. and crazy. Well,
1: yeah. And again, I mean, but like you said to me, like the optimism part, I mean, I think that's actually a very good personality trait that you get so wrapped up in your writing project or whatever your project is that you lose track of time. I mean, I think people wish that they were more like that. Um, you know, it's a good problem to have, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I feel like I sometimes have the opposite problem as to why I'm sometimes late is because I get so distracted by other things like... Maybe I should be writing, but then I ended up, you know, stuck on Instagram for 30 minutes and then suddenly I'm late. You know, I feel like I've, I guess it's a different type of absorption, but, um, but yeah, I think, you know, getting in the writing zone is a great way to pass, pass
0: time. (laughs) It's, it's a good way. And just for other authors out there, um, there's Scrivener, which you can have on your phone or your iPad, as well as your computer. So you can literally be writing anywhere and it will all sync up. Because one of the reasons why people may not want to be earlier on time is because they see it as a waste of time. They would rather Mm -hmm. show up when everybody's there. And that's one Mm -hmm. of the personality traits that uh, Diana brings up in the book is, you know, nobody nobody likes to be early. They don't like the awkwardness Mm -hmm. of, you know, sitting alone at a table or in a waiting room or not having something to do. And... uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan of waiting, but I've learned mm-hmm. you know, now now we have the convenience. You can have a book on your phone. You can have a magazine on mm-hmm. your phone. You can write on your phone. There's really nothing that we can't have on there to help us be more productive. So if you are one who doesn't like to wait, you can still make that time a lot more. Yeah,
1: for sure. I went, successful again, referring back to that article that I'd written a while back. There was another blogger who was blogging about uh, timeliness. And she said, she had a great quote, waste waiting time doesn't have to be wasted time. Yes. So again, like you said, like, you know, bring, um, bring a book or save. I like to save articles that I find on Instagram that don't have time to read at the moment, save them for later. Or there's a pocket app. The, the app pockets can save articles for later. Um, it's just a great use of that, you know, five minutes, five, 10 minutes that you're waiting for your friends. Yeah. Or even just like, I have another friend who's really into meditation. So I think learning just how to sit there sort of quietly mm-hmm. and just sort of, yes. you know, to tune out is also a great way to sort of calm down your nervous system.
0: Yes. And I think we, we haven't really come to appreciate downtime. Mm-hmm. You know, it's we always want to be doing something and we don't want to look like we don't have anything to do. So it's to me, it's just being able to be there without a prop. I like people watching. I like Mm -hmm. kind of soaking up the environment and just, Mm -hmm. you know, listening to what's going on. And that's, that's fine, too. But for some people that that brings up a little bit of anxiety, and it's something they want to avoid. So, you know, know yourself, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I guess in LA it's probably different because you have cars, but here we don't have cars that we can wait in. But I guess that's <laughs> another option: <laughs> just to wait in your car.
0: <laughs> well, you could, but it's you know, get out if you have extra time. Yeah. Walk around the block. That's your yeah, extra you never time to go to meet. Starbucks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, sit yeah. at the bar, have a glass of wine, do what you do what you yeah. got to do. But it's, yeah. it's 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 not the worst thing. So, what no. were some of the best like tips it. that you had? To help you kind of readjust and and learn to mind your time a little. I think,
1: again, I you know like I, I said earlier, like I'm definitely not perfectly on time these days. But I think that when I need to be, I, I have some tactics, um, and that includes sort of again getting rid of that magical thinking of like, oh well, if Google Maps says it's going to take me 15 minutes, I can make it in 12. Or or what or something like that. So sort of getting over that that thought process and actually allowing myself, if Google Maps says it's going to take 15 minutes, let's give myself 20 minutes. And right. there's actually this cool feature on Google Maps that will alert you when it's time to leave, and they mm-hmm. sort of build in some extra time because again, living in New York, there's going to be traffic, there's going to be stalled subways, um, and you know you just kind of never know what you're going to run into. So I think building in that extra time is definitely has helped me a lot. Um, And then interestingly, I think over the pandemic, when we weren't going anywhere, you sort of get used to being on time for everything. Or even if you're one minute late now to a Zoom call, it's like, all right, where is this person? Like, they're just sitting at their desk. There's no (laughs) excuse to be late. So I feel like I've gotten better just because I haven't had as many places to go while we were all, you know, staying at home a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think now that things are opening back up, it's a bit more... um, a bit more of a challenge or sort of just reiterating, allow yourself more time, you know, reminding myself that it's not going to take that exact 12 minutes that the map says. Um, and yeah, and also reminding myself that like, it's kind of nice to be able to have some extra time to wait. Like I, I was running to catch a train the other week. And I got to the Penn Station with actually time to spare. And then I got in line though at the Dunkin' Donuts and I was like, you know, I had like just enough time to get a coffee and they were so slow <laughs> and I felt like a crazy New Yorker. But I was like, guys, we're in Penn Station and the workers were just taking their sweet time, like literally just like cleaning something up, not taking anybody's order. And I was like, all right, like I had enough time, but like I got to go catch my train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's hurry yes. this up. Um, But, you know, it's it's nice to know that if you get there early enough, you don't have to sort of have that stressful feeling of like where, again, you just don't know what's going to happen. Like, sure, it could take five minutes to get a coffee, but it could also take 15.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's part of it is also learning. You know, I think the younger we are, the more optimistic we might be. I used to look at a plane ticket, and this is, of course, pre 9-11 because I'm old, like a movie ticket. Like, as long as I'm there on time, you know, it's like, yeah, and twice as long I as you're walking up to the gate, yeah, like as soon as, running, yeah. like full blast yeah. sprinting to the gate, almost missed the plane twice. And and that's when I realized, oh, my gosh. oh, yeah. And this is before we had like, you know, get there an hour before and TSA and all of that. That was just when mm-hmm. things were casual and you could just kind of
1: saunter in. That's see. I'm so still guilty of that. Like, I'm definitely wanting to get there like with five minutes to spare. I don't want. I don't like to sit at the gate for for an hour. It's like my worst nightmare.
0: <laughs> I'm a visit the bar before I get on the plane kind of girl. I like okay, a, okay. A, a, I can have an upset stomach depending on the turbulence, so I like to kind of coat yeah. it with a vodka tonic before mm-hmm. I get on the plane. So that's usually my. Is that the I, I, that's a and that's a good reason to get there. <laughs> yeah. Early. <laughs> well, now we're kind of forced to. And but it's yeah. just not resenting that time. And yeah. just understand like I'm even happy to get there earlier because I don't mind sitting and I have my computer with me. I can do work. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, do other stuff. I can read. It's it's not the worst thing. I've mm-hmm. learned to appreciate not having that stress. Not mm-hmm. having that panic of being late and just being relaxed and knowing that I have time and mm-hmm. then of course if the plane's delayed you're a little bit like okay seriously <laughs> because I've been here for a yeah, I just want to get where I'm going but yeah um, that's
1: interesting because as for sure as somebody with definitely like a bit of anxiety I it's almost like I thrive on that anxiety so I don't mm-hmm. almost I don't know how to relax but that's definitely something that I think is an important lesson to learn as we get older um like it's okay to just have some time to relax and you don't always have to be rushing around and constantly feeling anxious <laughs> right
0: well and and on the other side of it when i'm not super familiar with the city and yeah. getting to the airport then there's that panic mode i remember the last time i was in new york it was the first time i was taking the subway to mm. um to was it JFK I can't remember what I flew into oh gosh yeah it's the absolute worst it's so oh. hard <laughs> to and, then get I, there. and I don't know it's like how many more stops I have yeah. this was yeah this was the year before Hurricane Sandy so this was the year that it snowed okay at, in October right before Halloween oh no so you know I'm going there thinking I'm going to see autumn in New York because I've been to New York yeah. every other season but fall so this would be my first like oh. central Park fall and of course I'm I'm Watching the news, going, what do you mean it's snowing? <laughs> like I wasn't, yeah. I didn't pack for this. So I, I um, remember that. Oh, it was such a great weekend. I was, like I was just there for a 2010 long. 2010 or 2011 think, or something. I think so, right around there. And yeah. so I'm taking the subway back, and anytime I had reception, I'm texting my friend like, I'm at this street. Like, how much? Like, am I going to make it? Should I get out and get a cab? Yeah. Because it was yeah. just. It was that kind of panic. Of course I got there. It was totally fine. Everything worked out fine. Yeah. But you have that sort of panic. Like, did I give myself enough time? I don't know. I remember I was, I rented a car to go up to Marin and I had to take it back. I had like the last flight out of San Francisco and Waze gave me a different way there, different way Mm. back than the way there. So nothing was familiar. There was a bunch of traffic. I'm now on side streets. I'm like, Am I going to miss my plane? Because I've got to turn in the rental car first and all of those things. So to me, the anxiety is just not worth Mm -hmm. it. Those Mm -hmm. extra few minutes with friends or whatever are delightful, but they're just not worth the utter panic Mm -hmm. of, especially in these days, am I going to miss my plane? So Mm -hmm. learn some additional lessons, you know, if I'm not familiar with it or if it's a new mode of travel. Yeah. But that's definitely not your fault. About the subway to JFK, it's really
1: tough. I've had to do the same thing where I jumped <laughs> out out of out stop in Queens and just took a cab the rest of the way. It's it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, not worth well, the money savings, in my opinion. But We're giving you're never going to get there.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> and that to me is the worst feeling. That's that to me would would be enough to change. So I'm not late. So. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. presumption is that people who are late are feeling that same stress and anxiety and terrible feeling. So why would you want to keep being late?
1: Do you ever have, um, Do you, I mean, I'm curious for you, because I think the one area that I really struggle in the most is sort of making sure that I'm on time in the mornings and getting up and giving myself enough time to do everything I want to get done in the morning before work. So is that is that an area where you think you've got it figured out or have any good tips for sort of getting out of bed and getting your day started?
0: Here's my best tip is set your alarm on Sunday mornings. Because for okay. me, if I slept in on Sunday, it made it really hard oh. to wake up on Monday. So I set my alarm on Sunday mornings. The other thing is, is I'm not like a get out of bed, hit the ground running kind of girl. I'm a hit yeah. the snooze button a couple times and slowly yeah. kind of get out. And the last mm-hmm. thing I do, which is much more the panic, which is true if I'm going out on the weekend or whatever, the last thing I do is get ready so Mm
1: -hmm. my
0: timing starts by the time i need to get out the door i back it up to when i need to get into the shower and then everything else is Mm. sort of free time that can backfire but um, (laughs) but i like to have a much more relaxed morning so i do wake up earlier than i need to i do exercise before i have breakfast and shower of course so that is something that I've come to appreciate is having that time. Yeah. So if if I wake up a little bit later, then the workout has to be shorter. Then yeah. I'm still getting into the shower on time, or yeah. you know I'll make breakfast, but I'll take it with me to the office, and it, all of that. So it's, and I've also learned. Don't make a salad if you're taking your lunch because those take forever <laughs> to make, and it's you. I can't believe how time-consuming making a salad is. So yeah. have another choice if you're making, yeah. you know, lunch from home because salads don't They're always really keep. together. Yeah, or yeah. something else. But if, if you're going to make a fancy salad, like slicing up the avocado and the cucumber and you, every other little thing and making your dressing, no, that that would take a half hour. So. I do, unless you prep it ahead of time, unless you do that yeah. on Sunday. Well, you can. Um, and there's always those cute little mason yeah. jar salads that you can do too. Yeah. that's. I, I mean,
1: I think that's such a great tip though about giving up at the same time on the weekend because you're really setting your body – you're you're tricking your body to think that it's like jet lagged if you sleep mm-hmm. in on Sunday and then you try to wake up early on the Monday. It really yeah. messes up your entire um, circadian rhythm.
0: Yeah. And that's something that took me a like I – can totally sleep in on saturday that's the one day i don't set an alarm unless i have to have to because i'm meeting friends or something so that's my one day to sleep in late have a nap or whatever but sundays i have got to wake up at a normal time with an alarm and because i'm a formula one fan and they're racing now so sundays i <laughs> usually have to get up at 6 a.m anyway but oh my gosh wow <laughs> last race it was 5 a.m that one was really kind of brittle, oh my gosh <laughs>
1: It's like the people who love um, like European football. Yeah. They have to watch it at crazy, crazy times of the day.
0: (laughs) Totally. Totally. So, you know, random weirdness also helps you get up early, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: again, it it goes back to what I was saying earlier, like the psychological thought of something that you're really looking forward to. If you're really excited about something, you're going to get up for it or you're going to be there on time for it. Um, And it's sort of maybe even tricking yourself into
0: it. Yeah. In this case, it's pretty easy. I just turn on the TV and lay in bed. But um, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think mm-hmm. just like you said, we can be on time when we have to be on time. However, there are people mm-hmm. that will be late to things that are imp- important. They are chronically mm-hmm. late to work. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. are late to that interview. They are late to that friend's wedding that they're actually in. It can be a very, very bad habit that yeah. puts pressure not only on the person that's late, but on yeah. all the people that are in their circle, whether it's work or personal or whatever. And it's really having an understanding of your motivations mm-hmm. and your triggers. And I think that's mm-hmm. one thing that the book does really, really well, is it really sympathetically and empathetically, because she was chronically late. And Mm -hmm. just really being honest, like, why, what am I getting out of being late? What is the benefit to me of being late? Is it control? Yeah. Is it evading it? Is it, you know, the adrenaline rush? Because for some people, that's a real thing. I think the book does a good job of really describing the personality types, the benefits they get from it, and how to undo it. So I Mm -hmm. totally respected her work in that regard. Yeah,
1: it's a lot about knowing your internal motivations and hesitancies. Yeah, super interesting. It's all about knowing yourself.
0: (laughs) It is at the end of the day. That's the key to just about everything. Mm -hmm. And we were talking a little bit before about circadian rhythms and all of that. And you wrote a book called Melatonin, the Natural Supplement for Better Sleep. I would assume that getting a good night's sleep is part of being on time.
1: Super important, for sure, absolutely. I think that's probably where i like, again, that's sort of what I was asking you about your tips is like, I I get enough sleep, but I still struggle with like getting up in the morning and sort of getting my day started promptly. Um, I definitely like to lay in bed as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the tip that you had again about the, the weekend, keeping a similar schedule is super important. Um, one thing that I learned writing the book that really impacts our sleep schedule and our circadian rhythms as the presence of light, whether it's mm-hmm. sunlight or blue light from our phones or even from our TVs and computers um, can really, it's, it's very harmful actually to us. And it produces um, or it suppresses the production of the hormone melatonin, which is the hormone that causes our bodies to want to sleep. So I think the best, the number one tip I would have to falling asleep better, if that's something that anybody struggles with, is just making sure that your bedroom is as dark as possible um, you know, investing in blackout shades, uh getting a sleep mask if there's still some ambient light, and you know, if at all possible, keeping your cell phone out of the room. I, I do I will say that one of the sleep experts, sleep doctors that I spoke to said that TV is actually not that bad. Um a, an iPad or or a cell phone is actually a lot worse than a TV <laughs> across the room. So if that's your you know, your one vice, then then that's okay. But everything else, just try to make it as dark as possible. And and even like an hour before bedtime. Sort of turning down, turning off some lights, maybe just lighting a candle. You know, having some soft light by your bedside. I think is also really helpful for your body.
0: And I think it's that's another thing we we rush to, and are late for, is going Mm -hmm. to bed. I Mm mean, I'm I've been known to kind of put it off until I'm exhausted. Mm And then, like brushing your teeth is just such a chore, and washing your face is such a chore, and, yeah. and just fall kind of sleep
1: on the couch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> done that, yeah. I try to avoid that, but it's yeah. it's not being late to that, yeah. And and understanding that that's part of your schedule, and that's going to help you wake up easier. And if you have an easier time getting up in the morning, you're gonna have an easier time getting out the door. And then the rest of your day isn't going to start off falling behind Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it is kind of a domino effect. Like once you're late for one thing, it's really hard to catch up.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I was sort of thinking about that earlier today as I was a couple minutes late to my hair appointment earlier. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be late because then that'll, you know, make her late to her next appointment. I'm sure they have to deal with that all the time. And same with doctor's offices. You know, if one person is late or an appointment runs late, then it's totally the domino effect. Right, which is probably really frustrating for them,
0: <laughs> a little bit. But I've been there when yeah. I'm the first appointment and they're still late, and I'm going. And they're like, still late,
1: yeah.
0: There needs to be an explanation for this because don't have mm-hmm. me come at nine o'clock if my appointment really isn't until nine fifteen. Because I'm actually going to be yeah. on time, and I don't want to yeah. sit there for fifteen minutes because I need to yeah. be at work. So it's totally. Yeah, that that's another annoyance. We should probably give <laughs> this book to uh, all the doctors and dentists. All in the our doctors, lives. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> agreed,
0: agreed. <laughs> so say that that you have a friend who is chronically late. How comfortable are you approaching them about that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think I definitely need to work on my communication in general with people and um, be more honest. Um, yeah, there's a friend that I spend a lot of time with, and she's usually late. It's the friend that changes outfits a lot. so, uh, it's sort of, you know, it's even maybe saying like, well, let's leave at 745 if we actually need to leave at eight. So maybe that's sort of the way Mm -hmm. that I would approach it um, rather than, because it's, you know, if it's a partner, if it's a significant other, I think I would feel more comfortable saying, you know, you really got to work on this habit. But at least for now, I'm just sort of telling my friend like, yeah, our dinner reservations at 745, but when it's really at eight or whatnot. I mean, honestly, that's, that's part of it. Or just sort of, you know, driving home, it's going to take 30 minutes to get to this place, like we need to leave at this point. Um, Right. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I I think think it's it's definitely a different conversation with different people.
0: I think it's hard to confront people that we love, and especially in friendships, because, you Mm -hmm. know, we're accepting each other for who we are, except it's impactful. And I know for me, like I can tolerate it until I can't, and then I'm just angry. Mm-hmm. And that's never mm-hmm. the, the time to have the talk is when, you know, you're yeah. just... So how do you enriched. how do you approach it? For the most part, where my friends and I are on time or we're, we'll communicate that, you know, we're, one of us is running late for whatever reason, yeah. early enough. For the friend that I have that that is much more chronically so, mm-hmm. it was an unfortunate... Um, call when we were supposed to be at a movie screening that she had the tickets for, that I Mm. basically was almost running red lights to get to on time, Mm. and as I'm turning into the parking lot, I get a call saying she hasn't even left her office, and Hmm. just as I described it before, murderous rage. (laughs) Like at that point, I had been rushing to make it on time. I was already going to be two minutes late. And it was just, that's not, I'm going to be a little bit late. Like, I don't understand how far your office is from here. I don't understand like how long, but basically we're not on time. You have the tickets. So I'm, I'm stranded. And I mean, it's not the end of the world. The issue is, All of the stress I felt to get there on time, because getting across town after work, I'm sure in your city, definitely in mine, to be at seven o'clock anywhere in Los Angeles is a bitch. And, (laughs) you know, it takes a huge amount of effort. And I was almost on time, two minutes late, and you get the call. Well, you knew you weren't in the car when you were supposed to be probably 30 minutes ago
1: communicating mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. to me then would yeah. have been
0: helpful Seriously. it would have brought down my stress
1: <laughs> so it all comes down again communication communication
0: <laughs> and so we had a very well i i seethe in silence <laughs> when i'm that upset uh-huh. so you kind of you kind of know that um that i'm enraged and
1: <laughs>
0: we we talked about it afterwards at, at dinner and and Just like call when you know, not when you're supposed to be there. Call when you know you're going to be late because that takes the pressure off. And she's done a much better job. And it's also gotten to me where it's like, I'm not going to rush to be ready because I presume that she's going to be late. And that's always the time where she's on time. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, and it's not meant to be passive aggressive. It's really not. But once I start feeling mm-hmm. myself stressed out, it's like, I'm not going to do that because mm-hmm. I'm pretty good shot. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm not needing to rush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's harder. But I think I'm the kind of person that when I know I'm going to be late or I'm stuck in traffic, like I'll give you markers like I'm at this intersection right now so you have an idea of how long it's going to take me to get to you so if you want to send an email make some phone calls powder your nose again you know you've got more than enough time because usually (laughs) usually if we're rushing around here one of us is picking the other one up to take Mm -hmm. us to the restaurant so it's it's not like we're meeting there all the time usually one of us is picking like I said picking the other one up so that helps a little But just having that communication, it's just... Mm -hmm. I've always said, information is my Xanax. So Mm. if the the more you can tell me, the better off I am. And I try to reciprocate that. So I will let you know. And sometimes I make up the time, and sometimes I don't. To me, the opposite of that is, I think the only thing ruder than being late is being super early. Because again, (laughs) I'm the girl that... Even if I'm having a dinner party, I'm taking a shower <laughs> right before you yeah. guys walk in, which isn't the best planning. I'm trying to get better at that. Yeah. So if you're showing mm-hmm. up you know, 15, 20 minutes early, that's fine. I'm going to be in my bathrobe and completely not prepared for you. And I understand yeah. that's the same if I'm going over to a friend's office. They're probably mm-hmm. still wrapping up meetings or or whatever. So I mm-hmm. try to just be happy in my car until the start time or let them know. Like
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I got here, you know, traffic was much better than I thought I'm probably going to be early. So at least they know and Mm -hmm. can either tell me I'm, you know, still on a call or no, no worries. Just come on in.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So Mm -hmm. it's having that communication, like we said, is so helpful. I think on all sides, because chances are, you're not going to get a lecture. If you say, Hey, I'm late. How often do friends go? Oh, can no they're happy yeah. for the information just yeah. letting people know like i'm Let 15 minutes know. out you don't even need to give sure. a reason because we know in cities like ours we know it it's it's a crapshoot you know anytime yeah. you leave of what's what's going to be the obstacle so it's yeah just having that communication i think solves mm-hmm. a lot of problems and then mm-hmm. like we also said if you're the late person think about why you're late, Mm -hmm. what you can do to change that, especially when other people are relying on you to be on time for whatever reason. It's just Mm -hmm. being generous in that regard and respectful, in my opinion. 100%. I love that. Well, and the other thing that she pointed out in her book is that people who run late have more problems with vices, like smoking, Mm. alcohol, overeating, or saying something that you might later regret. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Low self-esteem, anxiety, depression and perfectionism can also contribute to lateness. Makes Food for thought. <laughs> yeah. Huh?
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, I think we forget the the humanness of people who are late because if you're the one that's on time it can be so frustrating that we may not see it as anxiety. We may not see it as depression. We may just see it as a control aspect that we just don't appreciate. But there's mm-hmm. there can be a little bit more vulnerability involved in, in someone who isn't always on time.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I would add. But I think you covered it all.
0: <laughs> well, actually, Diana did. It Diana was all, did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was all her work. And, and I really, I really do highly recommend this book because it does have both sides to it. It it does it's gonna help you if you're on time and you're dealing with people who are late. It's gonna help you if you are late and you're dealing with people mm-hmm. who are on time. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's definitely a worthy, worthy read. Yeah,
1: and good communication
0: tips. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And if you're mm-hmm. having issues with sleep, definitely check out Locke's book. Yes, I and learned
1: so much about sleep reading it or writing it. Um and there, yeah, it's it was a fun little book to write, and there's some good recipes in there, and some good like fun like sort of self care rituals too, because that's a big part of getting of
0: getting enough rest. Yes, and and I think also with being on time, I think that's an mm-hmm. aspect of mm-hmm. self care and self respect mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. saying okay, I can I can do this, and not mm-hmm. looking at it like. It's a punishment to be on time or it's a punishment mm-hmm. to be on a clock. And mm-hmm. also, I think being honest, if you don't like that time, if somebody's scheduling you for something and it's not a time that works for you, then say no
1: mm-hmm. or
0: offer up an alternative because if, if yeah. it doesn't need to be a passive aggressive situation. If you don't want your dentist yeah. appointment at nine o'clock in the morning, well, then find another time that's yeah. better for you. If you don't yeah. want to have dinner at six o'clock, suggest seven or eight, we get to kind of negotiate these things. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not, not so much our work start time, sadly, but <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Hughes. It was lovely to talk with you. I really appreciate it this
1: is so helpful for me. I'm like inspired to go to bed earlier and get up earlier the <laughs> Sunday and make the week <laughs> a lot better. So thank you so much, Sandra. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and you can find Locke on her website, lockhues.com, And her name is spelled L-O-C-K-E. On Instagram, she's Locke Hughes. And Facebook, it's Locke Hughes Writes. And be sure to visit our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group at RootedPG.com to get started on a brighter financial future. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this sassy little podcast, please rate it and review it and tell your friends about it. To get the podcast early, ad-free, and with exclusive content, become a patron on Patreon. Go to the community page at sassylittlepodcast.com for more information. And let's connect! Find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Sassy Little Pod or email me from the About page on the website. Until next time, take care.